You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello and happy holidays, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Uh, once again, it is just myself and Anna. How are you doing this week, Anna? I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Um, <laughs> this episode start. is going to fly right by, isn't it? Uh, I did put a call out on um, Facebook and Twitter asking people for mailbag questions. And it seems that almost none of you want to know anything about us. <laughs> so, um, uh, but one way or another, we are actually going to take a week off for Christmas. Um, I know we have missed a couple of weeks this year, but um, it's nice to have a one week off where we are actually expecting it. So, um, anything you want to add before we jump into the questions here? The only burning question on my mind is why is it that every time I play Heroes of Might and Magic 3 for the last three weeks, is it forcing me to watch the whole cutscene at the beginning of the game before I can load my game? I've never had this happen, and it's happening on two different computers. So if anybody out there knows why, that, oh, that's something that I really need to know. Um, oh, weird. So the first question comes from our good friend Daniel Kennerly Rowe off of... Uh, the Facebook page, or the group, rather. Um, I'd love to hear Rick, Paul, and Anna's stories about their first computer memories growing up. My parents had gotten the PC clone with amber monochrome graphics. Good man. Good parents. <laughs> uh, my mom went to our local computer store looking for a game, and the salesman recommended this new title called King's Quest. The rest is history. What are your stories? Well, you're going to get two out of three on this one, Daniel, because Paul, um, again, is not here. Um, again, Paul, eh, I, I don't know what the reason is this time, but I hope he's uh, doing well. Um, hopefully we'll see him back soon, possibly in 2021. Hopefully, at some point in the next year. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll step in for him. I'm sure he played lots of games and there was something to do with apples in there. And uh, yeah, so I've answered for him. We're good. Yeah, Just <laughs> always bring up Gold Rush and Space Quest 6 and you're basically, <laughs> Pretty you've, much you've got safe. Paul covered. All right. Um, Okay, so uh, first computer memories growing up. Okay, um, I want to hear this. Well, I came from a pretty middle class neighborhood growing up, so we had a full computer lab of Commodore sixty fours. Um, so I was technically my first computer memory was um, doing all that. Um, until my parents also bought a PC for home, or as they were called back then. IBM compatibles. <laughs> it was it had no hard drive. It had two five and a quarter inch floppy disks and an amber monochrome screen. Um, and the game that I, I I'm starting to wonder now if the game came with it or if it was one that they were convinced to buy. But it was 3D Helicopter Simulator, which is actually technically a Sierra game, just not mm -hmm. a Sierra Adventure. 
So we played that for a bit because that's just what we had. And it wasn't long before um, my brothers got in contact with other kids in the neighborhood who actually owned games. And they brought home Police Quest. And um, this was a time when we didn't really know how to use a, a an IBM compatible because we only really knew how to use Commodores. So it, you know, all we knew was like load and list and stuff like that. So my, um, you know, we knew how to play helicopter simulator, but we didn't really know how to play police quest because we didn't know how to use IBM at all. Um, and except to use DIR to bring up the directory, <laughs> we just knew, Oh, it's not list. It's DIR. Okay. There and um, I saw one of the files was Sierra.com. I thought Sierra's the name of the company. Com sounds like command. So let's try typing Sierra. And it worked. And mm-hmm. that's how we played Police Quest. And shortly after that, we got Space Quest. And yeah, that says, you know, without going into like my full backstory, that's pretty much the roots of it. Oh, I've got a few similarities in my too. I like that story. Would you like to tell it? Oh, you want me to share it with you guys? Well, hang on now. Let me sit back and tell you a little story about uh, a girl who started out with an Atari computer. It was a TR-64 back in about 81 or 82. Uh, My uncle... Uh, had a job working in the oil industry. And when he was done with that computer, because it was, what, two or three, four years out of date by then, he sent it over to us. And it came with one game, and that game was Choplifter. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, gosh, that that was uh, that. That was great fun. And, and it tided me over until about, I would say about 83, and we got a Commodore PC-10 too. It just had the... Uh, uh, no hard drive, same as yours. Yeah. Uh, I think after about a year, around in about 85, we upgraded it to a 20 meg hard drive. Seriously, for mm-hmm. business, it was amazing. Y- you aren't a true <laughs> classic gamer until you've played Heroes Quest on floppies only. <laughs> Don't go there, you'll have to switch the disc. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You you knew exactly where each one was mm-hmm. going to, uh, each screen was going to ask for the new disc. Um Exactly. I, I was reaching for Which, the disc because I do say, oh, this is disc seven coming up. So I'm going to get that one ready. It was exciting too when it asked you to put in a disc that you hadn't put in yet. Oh. Mm, yeah. New, new territory. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, uh, I say there's definitely dues being paid if you've, um, if you've played Heroes Quest on floppies only, mm-hmm. but I, um, I do not begrudge anyone who chose not to play Ultima 6 on floppies only. How many? How many, Rick? I, I don't remember how many. I'll have to, you know, in terms of an actual number, but it was um, it was quite bothersome because of it's a, it's a very big map and it's a seamless map except for swapping discs. And, except um, for. All right, but I digress. I did, I grew up with an amber monochrome screen, so similar to you, and I didn't get into the adventure games right away. After Choplifter, I had a couple of years of Tapper, uh, Ancient Art of War, and uh, Donald Duck's Playground, and they were, they were kind of my, like, initial primers. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, my dad showed up with King's Quest Four. I must have been about nine years old, and That's I was like, oh, man, it really is. Like, <laughs> I missed out on all the other ones behind it. And and you know what? I will say it set me up to be intimidated by the first three, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
because four was that little bit more advanced. It paused when you typed, and it was a little like people say it was tricky, but I found it a little bit more forgiving than right. the first three. <laughs> yeah, and we've been over this before, but for some reason, I had a version of Police Quest One that stopped when you typed. Yeah, which was like I said, for Police Quest. Maybe that one was like that right from the first one but space quest one and two definitely weren't and police quest one two and three weren't for me i feel like space quest might have been for me i can't remember mm. anymore i can't oh yeah because you had it on a hercules monochrome or something that's right yes yeah, yeah yeah so that could have been it mm -hmm. but tapper though i mean uh i funny we went kind of reverse order probably around the time that uh um I don't I don't remember exactly time frames. I, I played all these games like years after they came out, but um <laughs> I I would guess by the time that uh SCI was starting to hit in the CR games was probably around the time that I played Tapper at a buddy's place. Oh cool. And then you learned what can can dancing was, because I didn't even know what it was until I played that game. Mm-hmm. That's right. I no, I, I didn't know that there was a thing that was called can can. I just saw I, I was I saw that it happened. I heard that they played that song and that's all I knew. I did not know that there was a thing called Can Can that plays that music, that dances and that style. Oh, uh, see, I was lucky because my dad, of course, got me the game. So he'd be like, oh, it's the Can Can. And he was able to give me the, the lowdown. <laughs> but I also didn't know a lot of these things. Like I, I was an adult when I found out what the hustle was. Fair enough. <laughs> well, and you and I had a bit of a different upbringing in that way as in I had a dad who was really into the video games and so I was always going to him with questions and trying to figure out stuff I didn't understand and from what I know about your uh, history growing up you didn't have uh, somebody to bounce off of unless it was a friend quite as much. Especially for computer stuff that is correct mm -hmm. yes. Because mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have the friends to bounce things off of but I had the dad so we both had interesting <laughs> experiences that were a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, moving along, um, back to the Facebook group, Ryan Levitt asks, is there a particular game you heard about but didn't really put any mind to when it came out, but when you finally played it, you wished you hadn't waited? Uh, I'll let you answer this one first. Hmm. It kind of goes back to my first answer. That would be the first King's Quest games and, and the ones that I was intimidated by in the day. Mm -hmm. I wish that I had played them before I got Korsh's video game guide because then right. like I was never really able to experience them as they were meant to be played. Although I, I mean, I had tried King's Quest one a little bit and I remember thinking this is really hard and I, I didn't entirely get very far. Mm -hmm. So I, I really now, wish I had had that patience. <laughs> yeah. Now, were you aware of the King's Quest series before King's Quest 4? Before you got King's Quest 4? No, never even knew oh, anything okay. about any of I didn't even know it was connected with right. Donald Duck's Playground. I didn't know anything about any of it. It was just right. like it arrived in my house one day and my I, dad was like, I think, check out this game. I, I think the question is more <laughs> like, you know, what are games that you ignored uh, until you mm -hmm. finally played it and then you regret that you ignored it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. hmm. That's a that's a difficult question. I don't actually know if I have any games that I ignored and then regretted ignoring it. Maybe maybe Manhunter a little bit. I knew about it. I owned it. I didn't get very far, and mm. so I didn't put a lot of effort into it because mm -hmm. I was frustrated by the lack of mouse. <laughs> yes, and it was yeah. it was so different, but it was so cool and so gritty that I wanted to play it, and I didn't. So it wasn't until I was older 
and I actually went and I played it and I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually, this is a gorgeous game. I kind of wish I had put more effort into it back when it came out and, and been a bit more patient with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I have really an answer to this. I mean, it's all or nothing. Uh, cause I'm wondering if my answer is none of them because, you know, I, um, yeah, a lot of the games I didn't play were because I couldn't for some reason or another. But the other answer to that is kind of um, basically any modern game because I never play modern games within the first like two or three years when they mm -hmm. come out. Yeah. So uh, you mean you're not playing cyberpunk right now? <laughs> oh, man, I think that would melt my computer. <laughs> you know, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't fall back on the consoles. Apparently, <laughs> no, not unless you want to pay for it and then have your money immediately refunded again. Yeah, it's like I either play it on PC where the graphics are so good they won't run on my computer, or I can get on the console, which is basically like, like King's Quest Eight graphics or something. <laughs> oh, I'm picturing or Keanu Gabriel Reeves and Mask of Eternity. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> beautiful yeah uh so yeah i mean i i guess yeah i guess i don't really have an official answer for that i'd say that uh i don't regret any of the games i played the, the classic games because i played them like as they were available to me mm -hmm. uh, so i can't think of any which i've really kind of ignored deliberately mm -hmm. um and as far as modern games i never play anything um w within a few years like i think I think Mass Effect 3 had already come out. Uh, everyone complained. And then they sent like that extended ending and all that before I even started playing Mass Effect 1. Um, <laughs> and I guess that's probably, if I had to give an answer, it would probably be that. Because uh, mm. that is one where Mass Effect 1 was actually in my possession. Because I, I think the year... That it came out or the year after it came out, I got it for super cheap in a Boxing Day sale. And um, mm. I played a little bit of it. I got to the Citadel section of the game. And for some reason, the first time playing that one, it bored me so much that I just stopped. Um, oh, no. And when I've gone back and played it, I don't know why it bored me so much because it's really not that painful a section. But apparently everyone... Not everyone, but a lot of people I knew had the same experience where they said, yeah, we get to the Citadel, it, get, it just gets boring, and they hmm. stopped. But then, uh, so a lot of people I know, myself included, stopped playing the game at that point. Uh, most other people got to it shortly thereafter, but I just, like, waited until the series was done before finally they like, okay, well, give it another try now. And once I got past that section, then, yeah, it opened up and just became awesome. And um, I, I guess I... I guess I never really thought back on that as regret, but I do think that, yeah, I, I really should have just powered through it a lot sooner, and then I would have been able to, you know, keep up with the conversation a little bit as it happened. I wouldn't say it's a deep regret, but it is something I could have addressed a lot sooner. Well, I'm hoping I end up feeling that way about Witcher 3. Twice now I've installed the game, I've played it, and I've gotten to the point where you're training for fighting and I have had trouble locking on target, and... I end up uninstalling it again. So maybe <laughs> maybe I'll have a good story that I've gone back and I regretted that I didn't play it sooner for the next episode. <laughs> I mean, the next mailbag episode next year. 
backpedaling, you know, another game I had in big box, but I didn't try until much later was The Heart of China, because I looked mm. at it and I was like, oh, man, this looks like a guy game. Like, you know, I'd pick up uh, one of my dad's spy novels and I'd be like, this is like a guy's book. That's how I felt about this game. So <laughs> it wasn't till later on that I played it. I'm like, oh, shit, this is this is actually a really good, really beautiful game. Mm, nice. And one last, as far as the Facebook group is concerned, um, Dr. Leslie Markley, former guest on this show. Check out her episode if you haven't already. It was a very fascinating talk. Uh, but she actually wrote in with some questions for us. Number one, uh, most challenging game you've ever played. Do you want hmm. to start with this one? Sure. Ha, you know, it's funny, but the most challenging game that I have ever played that I have completed on my own goes right back to my first Sierra game as well, because it took me, I don't know, maybe I'm slow, but it took me 14 months to complete King's Quest IV, and I completed it all by myself, and it was my first adventure game, and it was, I just, I remember so many nights, I would say, oh, Dad, I really, I'm having trouble with this, and he'd say, don't think about it, you just need to sleep and stay away, and when you come back tomorrow morning fresh, you'll have new ideas, and I never believed him, but I always did the next morning. <laughs> nice. I think if you have no hints, then, like, a year and a bit for a Sierra game is actually pretty good time. Well, that's nice to hear. And, and you know what? Switching discs makes you look much more thoroughly in one area. Maybe that's another reason we were so good <laughs> at like, no, no, no. Let's make sure we've got everything before we move on behind that waterfall, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, how about you, Rick? Um, I, you know, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not someone who really plays a lot of hard games or difficult games. So the answer is basically if... If it's a game that I finished, it was clearly not hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, anytime I go like above normal, it's impossible for me. I have to play on either easy or normal. Quite often, easy is a challenge, and normal is a sort of like I might give up at certain points. So I, I really just suck at video games, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Like I'm not good at them. So basically, if I have finished it, it clearly wasn't challenging. And if it had any challenge to it, I likely haven't finished it because I, I just don't try to get good. It's just really, oh, is this hard? I'm moving on to something else. What about the uh, the challenge and accomplishment of completing all of the Quest for Glory games with your own import character all the way through to the end? That's quite I, something to do. It's, I would say it's an achievement. I wouldn't say it was that challenging. I mean, I, I did, uh, uh, they're pretty, you know, they're good games. Uh, mm -hmm. So they're not hard no uh, they're not they're not super easy but they're things they're, that can you you can do i wouldn't say they're it's hard like a, if you want to try to do everything like mm -hmm. i can play them pretty quick but i miss shit tons yeah <laughs> uh i would say I, I mean again you know the, the one thing that i might say is like probably the most challenging game since i've never played dark souls probably monster hunter because i played monster hunter 4 pretty much to the end Monster Hunter 3 was just, I couldn't get past a certain point. Monster Hunter 4, I got to pretty much the end, but I kind of can't count that because I really got carried by an online party. So mm. I would just like mm -hmm. tag along with people who are actually good at the game and just like reap the benefits until I got to the end. 
So the I, easiest I, way to be a cool kid is just to hang out with the cool kids. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I basically did just enough to uh, get a couple licks in and not die. <laughs> and if I could do that, I was like, I, I, I'm helping. Um, so technically, I guess honorable mention for that is being like the most challenging game I've ever played to the end. But mm-hmm. don't confuse that as me saying that I was actually <laughs> good at a challenging game. Because I'd say like Diablo, but I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was a pretty challenging game, though. Or StarCraft. I've never finished it, can you? I mean, I've finished some of the scenarios, but that game's oh, I, I don't do RTS too. at all. I, I got mm-hmm. like, I get three missions into any given RTS, and then I just can't. <laughs> Second question by Dr. Mark Lee is, are there any games you regret playing and why? hmm um Ooh. you know there is an answer to this but i kind of don't really want to talk about it (laughs) oh no i know what it is (laughs) do you really no oh maybe um (laughs) (laughs) when you tell me what it is i'll tell you i knew i'm not going to tell you what it is off air (laughs) (laughs) all i'll say is this it's a game that i read about and I thought, there's no way that could be real, or there's got to be something lost in translation. Um, you know, there's got to be some sort of a context. You know, there's, there's no way that this can just be at face value correct. So I actually went through the effort of tracking it down um, illegally, for the most part. I hate to admit that, but you know, this is the early 2000s or mid 2000s. What are you going to do? We all did. We all Napstered and uh, mm-hmm. bit torrented or whatever. Um, Kazaa. Um, so I did track down a copy of this game and it's very real. It's very literal and it's exactly what, uh, anyone who complains about this game, it is exact. They they definitely have the right to complain about this game. It was so, uh, it was, um, yeah, there's a reason why I don't even want to say the name of it or give it any press. Like I, I just don't how this game got made, why it got made, the fact that it exists, I just don't even want to... Um, uh, holy crap, I'm actually getting a headache thinking of it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because normally, even if a game is bad, I don't regret it. I'll just stop playing if I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, there's no game that I force myself through. Um, or even if I do, it's because, you know, ultimately... I, I really had to push myself to get through Fantasy Star 2 when I played that earlier this year, but in the end, it was satisfying because I was like, oh, thank God, I got to scratch it off my list, so I don't regret that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I if there's any game that I'm going to regret, I, I just don't play it for very long. So this mm-hmm. is the one time where I, started, I actually did play it. I wouldn't say I played it for very long, but just even knowing about it, even just playing it at all, I was just sort of like, why did I do this? I, and I can't believe that it was something that anyone has the option to do. <laughs> I have a few ideas, but yeah. You know what? I don't even think I can think of a single game I've actually regretted playing. There's been a few that have been a letdown, like Less Manly, the Search for the King. I mentioned it, <laughs> but I don't actively regret like, yeah. oh my God, I'll never get that time back. Because yeah. I, I don't know. I, I totally, I am with you on that because again, <laughs> I walked through it, so I didn't lose any mm-hmm. time on it. I spent a day mm-hmm. and um, no regret. 
Yeah. Even even if it wasn't good. No no enjoyment, but no regret. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say like I put money into a game that I haven't enjoyed or, you know, had an expectation that wasn't fulfilled. Maybe, but uh, no, I I don't, I can't think of any. Mm -hmm. Okay. So moving on to the Facebook page where I also posted this question, Jude Gore writes in and asks, what are your thoughts and preferences towards different point and click interfaces? Text parser, King's Quest Five style tool based, LucasArts style tools, single click or single click with pop up, etc. Um, advantages and disadvantages for whatever. So good question. Okay, yeah, good question. Um, uh, I like bits of both. Like I, I don't have mm-hmm. a, I don't have a side. I, I don't, you know, I, I know a lot of people hate parser. I know a lot of people hate point and click and I, I'm not any side of, um, of the war. Um, <laughs> I, I remember when point and click first came out, I thought it was a great idea. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh man, all those times that I just, you know, the game just didn't understand what I was trying to do. Um, are now nullified and I can do things. And, and again, I'm not, a person who particularly enjoys difficulty. So <laughs> things have to be a little bit easier and streamlined if I'm going to be expected to get through it. So a lot of people are like, Oh, it takes away the challenge. I'm like, good, good. Take away challenge. That's great. Uh, so, you know, the parser, I have nothing against the parser, right? I, I just wish that sometimes it could be a little bit more precise, but I have nothing against that either. So, you know, yeah, they both have disadvantages and advantages, but it's all good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do like the LucasArts style with like the scum engine with the mm-hmm. verbs. I, I think that is actually a really good, um, um, a really good system. So that you kind of uh, for, for people who think that just like the icon interfaces take the guesswork out of it. I think that um, the verb system uh, addresses that while still having the simplicity to uh, not be as, um, frustrating as the parser can be mm-hmm. uh single click and such like that i get what they're going for i don't hate it i just um i just think that either in uh the sierra style icon interface or the uh, scum verb system i think those mm-hmm. are kind of the best I, I i i'm not a fan of people trying to reinvent the wheel too much i think to stick with those and you're you're you can't go wrong what do you think of the uh, way that they did the original Grim Fandango? Did you play that? He'd kind of, he'd look at an object as he's going by to sort of cue you in that something was activatable. And then it would have kind of like full throttle too. You'd get that little thing that would pop up and you could pick what you want to do on the circle. Um, I think that system of him looking at nearby in, um, items of interest, I think that's a great idea. Uh, when you say original, I assume you're talking about the tank controls version. Yes, that's and, the one. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that was not a good idea. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that bad at the time because everything no. was tank controls back then. So you was just kind mm-hmm. of like, um, I, I was used to it. I know some friends of mine who were from that era as well, and they said that they never liked tank controls. I got it. I understood it. It was... um. Um, it wasn't an issue for me then, mm-hmm. but now I hate tank controls. Like I just can't yeah. do it. I feel about the same way. It was fine then, but when I went back to replay it the original way, I'm like, oh damn, is that what it was like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, you know what I, um, I think 
if you're doing tank control system, that's a really good way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since I don't like tank controls and, you know, if you're just going to go to point and click, which uh, the remaster is, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful remaster. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if he does the same thing, but I think that would kind of um, that would kind of sometimes make things a little bit too easy sometimes. Yeah, they if you can't do it well, they yeah, definitely changed it. Yeah, they changed it up for the for the remake. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did. I don't know. I, I, I can't really. It depends how you use. It. I, I can see it totally uh, not going well, but I can also <laughs> see how it can address certain issues and make things uh, streamlined, which is always a good thing too. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have no hard feelings one way or the other on that one. Well, you know, my answer to this question is different now than it would have been back in the day, because when the next, like, okay, my first real understanding that Parser was going away was probably King's Quest V. And although I liked it and it was charming, I remember being mad that there was no Parser. And it's just like I was mad when DOS went away. Just like, I don't know, I guess I have some connection to typing things <laughs> in. Because, you know, part of it was no offense to whoever this is going to offend. But at the time, there was a little bit of a rivalry between Apple and IBM. And I was always Which resolved like, very quickly and we know <laughs> we don't hear anything about today. <laughs> So I just, I don't know, I was like, oh man, so simple, like an Apple computer, you want to click on these pictures, oh, you don't have to type, you're not smart (laughs) enough, you just want to click, and uh, that was me, I was kind of a bitch, but uh, that's that, I like the, uh, I like the parser, and then I, I bring it up all the time, I'll bring it up again, I love it when games go back to that old style and pop the parser back in there, even if it's optional, calling Leisure Suit Larry 7, calling Douglas Adams Starship Titanic, you know, bring in that parser, uh, the Crimson Diamond. It's a game that's bringing the parser back now. I just, I want more parser. There's not really that many of them out there. Uh, Cascadia Quest, right? Snail Track. Mm-hmm. There's a few. I don't mind um, a point-and-click interface with a parser dialogue option. Yeah, yeah. I like the both very much. Mm-hmm. But there's very few, like, I've asked this and I'll ask it again, folks. If there's another game that combines them that I haven't mentioned that I should be playing, let me know. I'll get on that. Um, now, Jude also mentioned something about a, the single click, which I think a lot mm-hmm. of modern games do, where they just kind of like, you click on something and it brings up like a menu of things you can do with it. Or or mm-hmm. some of them will just be like, you click on the thing and it just, it knows, it'll just do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you know what you're doing or not. And that, that sounds a little, um, you know, that sounds a little bit simplified. I've definitely seen a few games where it's kind of like, okay, well, that's, um, I'm basically just clicking through an interactive novel at this point. Mm-hmm. But I thought that, um, I thought it was well implemented in Ultima 7, mm-hmm. uh, which I know it's not an adventure game, but it, it's basically, it's an RPG adventure game. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they did well because all you have is the arrow. Yep. Um, you point the direction that you want to walk. You click on something once to see what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you double click it to interact with it in any way that it has. Um, and then, you know, if, if it's something which you can use on something else, it'll turn into a crosshairs and you click on the thing you want to use it on. I don't know. It just, it seemed simple, intuitive, and not entirely dumbed down for some reason. 
Well, yeah, because um, there's so many things. And then you're like, I'm yeah. just going to put this over here and I'm going to put this over here and I'm going to put this dead guy over here. And Yeah, I think I, you know what, I think <laughs> you just nailed it, um, which I couldn't put my finger on it. And I think he nailed it that it's because every object was interactable. There was no mm-hmm. like, um, was it you or Paul who said that like, um, when you come across the Yeti in King's Quest V, mm-hmm. it's not that hard to figure out to use the pie because you only have like a couple of things in your inventory exactly. at that time. So try everything with everything. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that with Ultima Seven. You can't no. narrow it down. <laughs> try know? everything with everything. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> if a monster is supposed to be fed a pie or thrown a pie at. Um, you're not going to figure that one out. Yeah, because so. one of your, you're going to have eaten the damn thing. That's yeah. why there's going to be no pie left. People exactly. are hungry. <laughs> damn it, Spark. You, <laughs> you just had to have one last <laughs> before we went to the icy region. Ah, uh, yeah. Stephen Alexander, um, another f- former guest of ours. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Um, hope you're feeling well and constantly improving. Um, what is your favorite game and why is it mixed up Mother Goose? <laughs> I still haven't played that yet. Do I need to? Is this a thing? I own it. Like the jewel case. I imagine I would play mixed up fairy tales sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because it's the Coles, but, uh, I did try mixed up Mother Goose at one point and I don't know if it's, I didn't get it, which wouldn't surprise me, even though it's a clearly designed for kids. Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't doubt the possibility that it was just like, I just couldn't figure that game out. Um, and again, I just don't have patience or tolerance for games I can't intuitively figure out. Um, so yeah, I didn't play it very much. So I guess um, in- instead of why is it mixed up Mother Goose, I'll say why isn't it mixed up Mother Goose? <laughs> and it's because it uh, I never played it through. So I'm pretty sure if I did, that would be my favorite game um, mm-hmm. to satisfy your question. What is my favorite game since I haven't played Mixed Up Mother Goose? Um, I, I, I've i said this before. If we take all of the Quest for Glory games and mm. count that series as one long game, mm-hmm. that is my favorite game of all time. Every time. Uh, yeah. Yep, what, sure. Once you break it down into segments, then it's hard to like rate any individual one as being like the best. But mm-hmm. if we think of it like the prototype of an episodic adventure game mm-hmm. and just say like, well, this is, you know, the whole, um, the whole component is all of them together. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I, I, there, there's nothing that really competes with that. Yeah, um, there is no other game that is in my head as much as any of the bits from any of those games, whether it be the songs, the graphics, thinking about it, the storyline, and it's mm-hmm. just it's always in my head. For individual games, then it would be either you know toss a coin between Ultima Seven and Fallout One or Two. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about you? What is your favorite game and why is it Mixed Up Mother Goose? <laughs> I already put in my two cents. I think uh, Mixed Up Mother Goose isn't a game I've really played. I haven't tried it, so I, I can't say why I do or don't like it. Do I even have a favorite game? I got lots of favorite games for lots of different reasons. Oh, I love King's Quest people. 4. Yes, because it was my <laughs> first of my favorite. Right now, I'm still super digging Dragon's Age Origins because I've come and gone back to it so many times that I'm really starting to get the hang of the inventory and the magic system. And I like how you can't just go in and bash through every battle. You have to like stop and get everybody doing something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a fun game. I think that is a game that will also be one that I um, regret not playing sooner. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've only discovered it about a year and a half ago, and I'm just like, whoa, this is awesome. And now there's how many more of these things? Mm-hmm. Okay, Tim Byrne asks his uh, the same question he asks everybody. Tell me all of your thoughts about cheese. It's really, really good with Mr. Noodles. After you drain them, you mm. add cheese and you stir it up. Maybe a squirt of ketchup or mayonnaise if you're decadent. Like your Mr. Noodles? Oh, yeah. Ketchup? Just like a tiny cheese, bit to I go get. with the cheese. Yeah. Mm. Just a, like a teaspoon. Oh, yeah. it's It goes right back. In fact, tomato soup, if you boil it and then you put Mr. Noodles in it and then you shred cheese on top, that's well, like yeah, every food that. group all in one. Yeah. That yeah. sounds amazing. I, I, I totally get that. Oh, it is. It's so good when you cook it in the tomato soup that Mr. Noodles becomes tomato soup Mr. Noodles. And then the <laughs> cheese on top, it just, oh, oh my God. Um, all of my thoughts about cheese, I have not met a cheese I didn't like. I have tried mm-hmm. all sorts of cheeses. I go out and I look for new cheeses to find. I, mm-hmm. I've forgotten more cheeses than most people have actually had. Um, so I love cheese. Just have to go and listen to Monty Python's cheese shop sketch, <laughs> and then you'll be like, "Oh, here's one I haven't tried yet." Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, and then there you go into like variations, like goat, <laughs> sheep, um, mm-hmm. all, all that sort of thing. Do you like goat cheese? You know what? I, I love don't, goat cheese. I can't love it. Every time it's offered to me, I taste it and I don't like it, and I want to like it so mm, no. so bad, Rick. What, what you know. I started this off by saying I've never met a cheese I didn't like, and I mm-hmm. I mean that literally. I Every mm-hmm. cheese I've had, I've liked. Um, I guess if I had to choose a least favorite cheese, it would be Swiss, only because I wouldn't just sit there eating slices of Swiss cheese, like, um, just straight. But Swiss cheese is amazing in certain things where it's just like, you know, for a steak and cheese sandwich, just mm-hmm. you can't have anything other than Swiss. Oh yeah. Um, Philly cheese steak mm-hmm. Swiss. Hell yeah. What about those like processed circles of cheese that are in the little triangles that you open? Um, do you like those? Well, I mean, sorry, do you say circles or triangles? Uh, there, it comes usually in a circle, and then each cheese piece is a triangle, and they're individually wrapped. Okay, um, then yes, because I think I'm pretty sure I've had those, and I don't hate mm-hmm. them. Uh, if you mean mm-hmm. processed cheese, like the uh, individually wrapped plastic pieces of plastic that you put on a McDonald's burger, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm I'm fine with those too. I yeah, love those. Those are fine, especially yeah. on a McDonald's burger. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, they they any other cheese just wouldn't be as good. Yeah, I mean, I again, like. Um, I said Swiss is the only one that I wouldn't just sit there eating straight uh, slices. Um, I've done that with processed cheese. So. Mm-hmm. Me too. And <laughs> uh, oh, I like smoked Gouda. That's yes. a really oh, good yeah. one. A oh, really good one. God. So, so good. Uh, I, I like the strongly flavored ones. I think if I had mm-hmm. to choose a favorite, and I guess this is one where I don't have like a straight favorite, but if I had to name one, I'd probably say like a uh, a stout cheddar Mm-hmm. I was going to say a good, like, white, strong cheddar, like a, mm-hmm. a Balderson or something that's got some really nice edge to it. That'd yeah. be good. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, have you have you tried a stout cheddar? Oh, you mean like the, the yes, I know what you mean. Yes, mm-hmm. I have. Yes, very good. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's a good- It gives it that sharp. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now I want a big piece of cheese. I'm going to, you know, it's, you know, the freaking awesome thing about living in a house with multiple generations is there is like a cheese shelf in the fridge. Oh, beauty. Yeah. There's like all sorts of different kinds. And we go to Costco mm-hmm. and get like big things of like cheeses. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Uh, if I'm in a restaurant and I order a salad, I'll always have the blue cheese ranch. Oh, yeah. 
I love blue cheese in blue dressing. Cheese, yeah, I, I love blue <laughs> cheese generally. I, yes. I've even eaten that just by the chunk. But it's meant to be. I mean, blue cheese is home in a dressing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, I can have it anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I've, what... I've, e- I've eaten them by the chunk. I've just like sat there breaking off pieces of blue cheese and eating it. Mm-hmm. See that I can see why you ask the questions about cheese. You know, look at it; it evokes emotion and great stories. I, I've given a better answer about the cheese than I have about any of these game-related <laughs> questions. Are we gamers or are we just cheesy? <laughs> no, I'm I'm um, pretty sure that all I when I was younger, I used to just melt cheese in the microwave like cheddar cheese, oh, and yeah, then just yeah. eat it melted. Fuck, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I wouldn't quite do that, but I would have like a piece of bread, like not even toast. Mm-hmm. It would just no, no. There'd bread. be bread with the piece of whatever cheese, just because yes. I needed something to pick up the cheese. Oh, I do that still. I'm like mm-hmm. microwave cheese sandwich is a delicacy in this house. Jacob's <laughs> like, what's for lunch? I'm like microwave cheese sandwich. He's like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I think this one might be the last question for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes from Aaron Bowie, who asks, are there any classic games you avoid replaying for fear of ruining the nostalgic memories you have? The cold, merciless gaze of adulthood has destroyed many a childhood impression. <laughs> um, not many. No. Uh, I, I think, if anything, the nostalgia really allows me to go back and play them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, what about ones that don't have mouse support, like uh, your ancient art of war at sea? How hard do you find it to go back to games that are like that? I've done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been okay. I, I guess mm-hmm. the question is, are there any that I would avoid replaying for fear of ruining it? And the answer to that is no. Uh, I'll give it a chance mm-hmm. to see if it would ruin it. I don't think there. I can't think of any game that's really been ruined for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the one I can really think of, kind of, is Alone in the Dark, because that one really graphically didn't oh. hold up. Yeah, good call, actually. And mm-hmm. I mean, but I still remember what it felt like to be so impressed by it. And not just the graphics then, but the game itself. That mm-hmm. I can use a little bit of that energy to try to get back into it, but it's a bit hard. Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't say I avoided replaying it. If anything, I've given it so many chances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, yeah so exactly. I guess the answer to that is no. Mask of Eternity, because I keep running around spouting all these wonderful things about this game that I haven't played since I was younger. That I know if I go and play it again, I'll have to be as curmudgeonly as the rest of you. Mm. So I'll leave that one alone in my memory for now. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that's about it. Um, so, Yeah. Uh, thank you all very much for those of you who contributed with questions. Um, I will remind everybody again that we will be taking the next week off due to Christmas. Um, so until then, happy holidays, whichever one you happen to celebrate. Uh, we celebrate Christmas, so Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, and don't do a murder. Are you going to do your Twitter and all that nope. stuff? Okay, good. Well, I guess I should... Give a thanks to our Patreon supporters, at least. Uh, To those of you who support us or want to support us, uh, we are on Patreon. So uh, come uh, throw us a dollar or something, whatever. We don't care. You don't have to. I don't know. It's up to you. That being said, uh, 
Extra special thanks to our extra special thanks tier. Uh, that would be Jay Holmes and Mark Fillion. Thank you guys so much. Always appreciated. You guys support us greatly. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for that. But as for the rest of it, no. Nope.